right. Thanks for joining us today. This is the episode one of the Normal with Autism podcast. And I'm Tara. And I'm Sarah. And uh, Sarah's my co-host today, and she will be every day, hopefully. Hopefully she's going to join me through this crazy journey. And You're not going to get rid of me. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So... Again, this is the Normal with Autism podcast, and we're here for episode one, and we're calling this episode, You Meet One Person with With Autism. autism. Yeah, You Meet One Person with Autism. So uh, what what brings us here today? We're sitting at our kitchen table, my kitchen table, in beautiful Columbus, Ohio, or Canal Winchester, Ohio. OH. Yeah. Yeah, the Buckeyes just won. Yesterday, so we're very we're very proud of that. Tara is very proud of that. I mm-hmm. do not care. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, so you might hear a dog, you might hear some kids, um, but that's okay. So why we're here talking today is partly because uh, we are both special needs parents. I have two kiddos, and one has an autism diagnosis. And um, Sarah has two children, also one with an autism diagnosis. I do. And I think part of the purpose of this podcast is we want to invite other people into our special needs family. We want to have you have a seat at our table. Um, one of my um, people that I like their, their webpage that I follow is finding Cooper's voice. Do you? I do. She is amazing. She's done so much for Cooper and he's made so much progress. I'm so proud of them. And, um, Cooper's mom talks about the secret world of autism. So I, I completely agree with that description and I want to kind of blow the doors open and I want to invite people to come sit at our table and get a little invite into our lives. And so that's part of of the purpose of this podcast. Um, So let's talk about the title. We've called it You Meet One Person with Autism. Um, And there's a saying in our community. You meet, if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. Um, What does that mean to you, Sarah, when you hear that phrase? Because we use it a lot. Yeah. So autism is a spectrum disorder. It's autism spectrum disorder. That's ASD. That is what it is called. So what that means is that not everyone with autism looks the same. Um, My son, Owen, is considered high functioning. Um, That doesn't mean he has good autism. You'll hear sometimes low functioning and high functioning. One is not better than the other. They're just different. Um, My son has different issues than Tara's son does. Um, So that's not to say that one person, you know, has it easier or harder than the other one. It's just that everyone with autism is different. It's completely different for every family. You can't say, oh, my cousin has autism, so I know what autism is about if you haven't lived it. It's different for everyone. And I, I agree with you on that in terms of how, how, how different it looks for everybody. I don't know how else to describe it other than that because you and I 
we kind of started our, our kids are similar age. Mm-hmm. So my son's name is Finn and he is an amazing six year old kiddo. Um, and we got his autism diagnosis pretty early on, but we were, our kids are similar in age and we kind of, we kind of started this journey around the same time, but I feel like they were almost entirely different yeah. journeys that we were on. What for you, like, so in thinking about Owen, maybe start with when did you, when did you first start to notice something was, was off? We'll put it that way. What did you, what do you remember? Um, it started when he was about two. Um, he would have these temper tantrums, which I know now are meltdowns. Um, nothing can make them better. He just needed to ride it out. Um, a lot of sensory issues. He hated being wet. Um, not anything to do with water. He absolutely hated. He refused to cry because he didn't like the feel of water on his face from his tears. Um, a lot of anger. He was, you know, two years old and trying to punch holes in the wall because he couldn't have Oreos at five o'clock in the morning. Um, we started when he was three years old, we finally went to our pediatrician and said, look, there's something happening. This is not normal. Uh, she sent us to Children's Hospital, to the Behavioral Health Unit, uh, for an evaluation. So you guys started it at three. Yes. And that's when that's when it first started to happen for you. Yes. Trying to open these doors to find out, tell me what's going on with my kid. Right. So I can help him. Right. Um, and they told us, basically, it could be ADHD, it could be this, it could be that. Because of his age, there's not really much we can do. Um, go to this parenting class. So we went to this parenting class, and it was great. We learned a lot. Um, but he wasn't getting better. And from so from the beginning, and tell me if this sounds like what you experienced. From the beginning in our experience, there wasn't a like definitive, this is what it is. It no. was almost like you saw all these different experts, mm-hmm. doctors, therapists, both like physical and mental. Yes. And it almost felt like everybody gave you a piece or a part to yes. check out next. Did you experience that? Yeah. No one could tell us. Um, and at the time we like autism didn't even cross our minds. I didn't know anything about autism. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounded terrifying because all I knew was autism was caused by vaccines. Um, that's the only thing I knew about it. Ha! Um, <laughs> so it never even crossed my mind that that could be what was going on. I was just like, why is my son so angry? Why is he struggling so much? Someone please help me. Right. Um, so yeah, we did what we could. We read all the books. We went to the classes. We did positive parenting. Um, special time. All of that, it helped, but it didn't help that much. Um, he was still angry. He was um, being dangerous, dangerous behaviors, running away, um, just being violent. He was not doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took it took a long time mm-hmm. to get where we needed to be. Um, he started a special needs preschool. So that helped, um, you know, kind of make us 
it gave us more ammunition to say, you know, Owen's not able to function in a normal classroom. What can we do about that? So when you say it gave you more ammunition, Mm -hmm. were you feeling like, because I kind of felt this way from the beginning, like you almost had to have... I don't know if it was, I'll call it criteria because I have some of that, you know, therapy language that I use and that's what we use as therapists. We call it criteria. But did you feel like you were the one who was having to build this picture for the professionals around you to say what we're doing isn't working? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And because he was so young and he didn't have, you know, a clear cut you know, he was verbal, he was meeting all his milestones on time. It wasn't like he regressed, like there was nothing, there wasn't like a bullseye to say this is what it is. Right. Um, so we had to kind of be our own detectives and just keep track of everything and go to them and like we pretty much begged them to help us. Right. And it so, took a long time for them to do anything. So there wasn't a magic, a magic like experience that you had where like you went in and like, oh, this is what's wrong with your child, and or no. this is what's going on with your child, and then, okay, then now we do this. So there's no, there's almost no guideposts. No. And we're, we'll actually, that'll be a whole other episode Yep, we'll talk about, um, because there is really an element of having to take on this journey ourselves in terms of, you know, how we get help for our kids and what that looks like. Right. But I think, I think that's important for people outside of our world to know is it's not like when you break an ankle and go to the doctor. Right. They could just put a cast on and you'll be better in six weeks. Right. And, and that's, I think people understand that like certainly with mental health, Mm -hmm. but this is literally like, there's no test for autism. Mm -hmm. There's no blood test. There's no imaging test. Even the assessments that they do do perform because our kids have been through a lot of them. There's no, there's no like definitive, like, yes, your child has autism. Right. There's a lot of room for interpretation. Yeah. And you experienced that. Yeah, I did. Um, Owen ended up being diagnosed with ADHD at age five and oppositional defiant disorder. Um, it's, it explained a lot of his behaviors. It didn't explain all of them. Uh, he started going to OT and speech Um, OT was great for him. He did really well with that. Um, He finally was sent for an autism evaluation when he was six. Mm -hmm. Um, It came back. His ADOS was moderate. um, So that's the testing that they do for autism. He did Mm -hmm. score moderate on that test. Uh, But they gave him a mental health diagnosis of disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. Okay. Uh, So DMDD for short. Uh, it took the place of pediatric bipolar mm-hmm. in the DSM, um, the like diagnostic manual that they use to diagnose kids. Um, so they were telling me, even though he did score moderate of having aut- of having moderate autism, mm-hmm. that his problem behaviors were so bad and his mental health issues were so bad mm-hmm. that they weren't willing to give him that diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So I asked for a second opinion. Uh, We went for the second opinion. That psychologist said, absolutely, he meets the criteria, gave him an autism type 2 diagnosis. Mm -hmm. 
Um, most of his issues are social mm-hmm. um, per his diagnosis. Um, he still has a lot of sensory issues. He does have mental health issues as well. Um, but that's that was kind of our journey to get the diagnosis. He didn't get diagnosed till he was six. And that was after two hospitalizations. Um, and honestly, getting the autism diagnosis opened up a lot of doors for us as far as we were able to get funding for different therapies. We were able to get him into a different school mm-hmm. that better fit his needs. Um, but yeah, getting that diagnosis took over three years. And I knew from toddler that there was something going on. It yeah. just took a long time for someone to listen to me. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's why I think kind of like our stories and how they are so similar, but so vastly different kind of encompasses this whole idea of you meet one person with autism mm-hmm. because Finn's story, Finn is an amazing kid. He's six years old. He is non-speaking. So that's part of what's different from Owen is that Finn will not talk your ear off. Owen definitely will. <laughs> and Owen, he's hilarious. Owen will put you in your place. Absolutely. <laughs> but with, Finn does too. He just doesn't do it with words. Right, right. <laughs> but with Finn, so he has a speech device. And, you know, I think what what set it off for us is that he, we were in speech for about a year. Because our part of our story is we didn't get the autism diagnosis first. We got epilepsy first and that was when 15 15 months old Finn was in the hospital and um we went to speech for about a year and the poor kid just wouldn't talk he wouldn't imitate any sounds really he just he just was so quiet the minute the speech therapist gave him one of these buttons that she could record her voice on saying go Mm -hmm. and he hit go and she pushed him around in a, a chair with wheels on it that they use like a Rifkin chair or whatever it's called he, his whole face light up. So he could understand. Yes. He just didn't have exactly. words. Exactly. So we started noticing something around 15 months of age. He had seizures. We ended up in the hospital. Our beautiful neurologist said to us, is he walking or talking? We said, no. He said, it's time to start therapy. And he gave us kind of the, the here's your punch card. <laughs> your 10th doctor visit is free, right? (laughs) Go, go and journey on this way and find out what's going on with your kid. And then at that part that, that we first noticed something was off, it was way before 15 months. It was, um, gosh, it was when he was a baby and he'd watch fans Mm -hmm. stuff spinning. He didn't want to be held by somebody else. starting about like six months old. You know, we noticed that his first Christmas, it was hard. He didn't want to be held by anybody else. And it was just a really, like, like in your case where you said, I didn't think autism, but I knew something was going on. Yeah. And I didn't want to think autism because I, it was scary. So this mm-hmm. was just back in 20, let's see, he was born at the end of 20. This was in 2012. So this was only six years ago yeah. that we knew autism, but we didn't know what it was six, five or six years ago. Um, so that's how we got started was our medical diagnosis came first with seizures. 
And then we went to therapy. And then therapy said, therapy's not working. There's something else going on. And then they referred us to the autism clinic, Nationwide Children's Autism Clinic here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and I feel like we're fortunate to live in the city that we do because we do have children's. Absolutely. It's in our backyard. We can get there quickly. There's a team of experts there. So we ended up having a um, evaluation done. It was like a four-hour evaluation, so like most of our day. And they told us very quickly he had severe autism with great risk of mental retardation. So whereas our journey took, let's see, he would have been, what, two and a half at that point or something like that, because that was in um, March of 2014, where our journey took maybe a couple of months to get it. Well, it was like a year Mm -hmm. from the time we went into the hospital. With the waiting list and everything. Yep. But I felt like ours happened a lot more quickly than yours did, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, You know, it's interesting. Owen was also told that he was at great risk for mental retardation. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing with Owen is he's very smart and he's very, um, I don't want to say manipulative, but he's able to get what he wants. Mm -hmm. Um, So he, part of the problem is he got kicked out of school all the time. I was always getting called to pick him up. So he was hardly ever in class. Yeah. So he didn't know a lot of the things that he was supposed to know. So they're doing his IQ tests and they're telling him, point to the K, point to the J, point to the I. And he just looked at them and said, you're a grown adult. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking a six-year-old what a K looks like? Wow. So they would mark that as wrong wow. on his testing. And then they would tell us his IQ is low. He's at risk for uh, borderline intellectual functioning was his official diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, he's really smart. He just doesn't want you to know. He knows these things. He just doesn't understand why you want him to tell you. He thinks that you should know. Why are you asking him? And he has an incredible sense of humor, doesn't he? Yes. Yes. And he's very literal. And like, he doesn't understand why would you want me to tell you something that you already know? <laughs> so it's like, no, he's actually really smart. He's not playing you, but and that's, you can't ask him like you would a regular kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what I said in terms of, you know, he, he knows, he's smart, he's there, he gets it. And, you know, even though Finn doesn't talk, he's smart. Oh, absolutely. He gets it. He talks through his speech device. What do you love about Owen? Owen is amazing. I wish you all could meet Owen. He's the best. He is hilarious. He can... The things he comes up with, he is just so funny. Um, He's the sweetest guy. He is so sweet. Um, He told me today, he made up a cheer, and it was, when I say Sarah is, you say beautiful. And so all day he was going, Sarah is, and I had to yell from wherever I was, beautiful. (laughs) And he said, keep saying it until you believe it. (laughs) Like, he's just always coming up with these crazy things. Um, He loves his mama. Mm Mm-hmm amazing um he's my best friend he's just a cool kid Mm -hmm. yeah he is a really cool kid and you guys can probably hear my dog right now I don't know if she knows that we're getting towards the end of our time here but um you know Finn is a fantastic kid he 
I, I, like Sarah said, I wish everybody could meet him, have some interaction with him. When we're out in public, that's what I wish for. Yeah. Like I say a prayer before we walk out the door. Like, you know, I talk to, I, I talk to Jesus and I'm like, help us make it through this outing. Cause we never know what we're going to get in public. Right. And that'll be a whole other episode we'll yes. talk about. Oh, we got some horror stories. <laughs> but um, I wish, I want people to meet Finn. I want people to interact with him because I think you will walk away changed. Absolutely. I think you will walk away changed because he can smile at you. And when you get to know him, he plays jokes on you. He's already playing jokes at school. <laughs> they said the other day they dropped him off. They said he was hiding things and then laughing, <laughs> you know, and they, they went to look for it and he would just laugh Aww. or he says funny things on his device. You can't help but love Finn. He, he has the best smile. He just draws you in and he gives the best hugs. He is just so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, he is. He is. So I, I think we're done. I think we're done. We've talked about what autism looks like in, in our kids and hope that you have a better understanding of what we mean when we say, if you meet one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. Um, they're both these kiddos that we have are, are amazing and, and vastly different. And um, our I th- journeys are completely different, our, but ultimately we yeah. kind of ended in the same yeah. and place. I, and I think in the coming episodes, we're going to talk more about these journeys and we're going to invite friends on. We're going to invite our, our other family members on. We're going to get, um, some, some episodes in about choose your own adventure when it comes to therapy. So much fun. (laughs) What that looks like for your kid. And, um, wow. I, I really hope you guys can join us. Um, I hope this, this podcast, um, leads some, some good stuff with you. Um, for the folks who are listening, who are autism families or her special needs families like us, um, our encouragement to you is that, you know, we see you, we hear you. Part of the reason we want to do this is because we want to tell our part of the story. I want to encourage if you're listening and you're a special needs family, tell your story to anyone who will listen. It's, it's so needed. Absolutely. So needed to get people's awareness uh, increased so that we can get our kids accepted and included. And for those of you who aren't special needs families, I want to leave you with this, that um, the diagnosis doesn't always look like it should, you know, and it doesn't look like how it's portrayed on TV and it doesn't look like how it's portrayed in the movies. And if you're out in public and you see a family with challenges Offer them grace. Yes. You know, if, if you're not going to go up and offer to help, um, which I get that, not everybody's about that, say a prayer for them, you know, that they're, that they're whatever they're going through in that moment that you might see. Um, say a prayer for them, for, for grace for them, for peace for them, for understanding. Um, your thoughts and prayers are so needed in our, our special needs family community. We need you guys on board with us. We want to invite you to have a seat at our table. So thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Thanks guys.